The CBC Wisdom Hour number one, two, three for January 19th, Tuesday, January 19th, 2021. I'm Steve Wichel, New Orleans. Tony B coming to you live from the TB Express. You just got off the train, right? It's happening. Jumping on Driving. for Wisdom Hour. Driving. Jumping on to the train for Wisdom Jumping off Climbing the train, off. right? Not jumping off. Jumping on to the train to start driving it to Wisdom Hour. There you go. I love Wisdom! Wisdom <laughs> <laughs> uh, train down. Right. See, that'll be good visually. Yeah, you were distorting a little bit at the beginning. All right. Well, yeah. That, that happens. I think you were excited yelling into the mic like a wild man. I was back here, though. I was trying, <laughs> to, not, I was trying to not distort. I don't know. Great. I was trying to sound excited because I listened back to last week's episode and in the beginning and we're just kind of like, hey, how's it going? You know, like we didn't really sound excited. So I'm trying to sound a little bit more excited like a DJ would. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 123. I'm Steve the Craze Witch. Yeah. Is that better? Isn't that better? Coming to you live from the Wisdom Express, baby. <laughs> Now, if that's not exciting, Steve, then I don't know what is. I love it. I love it. I do sound like I'm distorting a little to me. Maybe I can Wisdom going off the track. A little bit. I don't know. Yeah, it sounds a little like, uh, and it depends on how I listen to it, but listening in my headphones, it was very bassy, and it was very low. So I, I turned, I rolled my lows down a little bit here, and uh, it's kind of my voice, too, just the way I'm talking on the mic. I, I, I got to pick it up and talk like a DJ. You know, raise it up. Like our like our new sponsors, remember, from last week. Who was that? Looking for Steve's insurance is your answer. All right, that distorted really badly. <laughs> you got to talk to the sponsor, man. <laughs> who who controls that? <laughs> who, get, who controls how hot the ad is when it comes to you? Is it already predetermined or you have to adjust it? They, it's predetermined. It's always louder. Okay. It's always louder than the content, and that's it's like that on TV. If you're watching TV, TV shows, uh, the commercials <laughs> no, commercials come on; they're always louder. Yes, by but, design, of course. Yeah, I'm getting all sorts of noise, and just, I don't know Annoying. what's happening. Uh, I hope you're not out there in the audience. So, how's everybody doing in Cover Band Central Land and and elsewhere? <laughs> We're super Everybody's ex- doing Steve's 2021. It is, and so far it's been great. We're almost a month yes. through, and uh, we're still here. So that's, yeah, that's good. That already, What's that? You believe that already? 19 days in. 19 days. Actually feels Go like fast, man. It really does, you know? It's, uh, it's not real, though. Time isn't real. It's just numbers. Just a placeholder. You're just here. You're always here. It's always now. That's it. Organize your thoughts of things to do in the future. Oh, that's a terrible buzz. Is that you buzzing? No, I shouldn't be. Uh, I hope nobody else is hearing that buzz. Because I'm hearing all sorts of noises. But I think, like you were saying, it's the electricity in my house, something with the power, is something doing something. Could be. You still hearing the buzz? No, not now. Oh, good. But I hear a little electronic noise going on. That's all right. I don't hear it back when I, I listen back, so it's fine. Interesting how that works, isn't it? Mm. But we were talking about the ads, putting the mid-rolls in, and, and I, listening back to the last week's show, we were talking about like uh, where they're going to place it, and we were like, well, they're probably going to put it right here, and it's basically where it went. <laughs> the, the, the automatic mid-rolls, there's two of them, too. I didn't listen to where the second one went. I was like, all right, yeah. Psychic commercial ability. Yeah. Well, they have little uh, 
little workers listening to every single episode of everything and they're placing ads. They oh, yeah. They don't pay them well, but they got it. Well, that's why they really care where they put the ads now, do they? Exactly. <clears throat> they just say, all right, now's a good time. Pete, hit it. <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Pete, hit it. It's and your... he's like, why don't you hit it, Robert? Listen, Pete, it's your job. That's why I hired you. That's right. You insert the commercials when you, we tell you to. You sit there. But you're not telling me to. Okay, well, then just do it when you feel like it. Just do it when you feel like it, Pete. Just sit there and eat your cheese and, and put ads in podcasts. That's your job, Pete. Don't really make me write you up. That has gotten super annoying with YouTube now, you know, like in the past year, we'll say, you know, where if you're watching content that has a lot of views, you know, and a lot of followers, you know, there's, there's all predetermined random commercials, you know, inserted in. Yeah, yeah, the the, the popular ones have the pre-rolls. And, yeah. So, you well, know, oh, yeah. And, yeah. But many of them you can skip after five seconds. Correct. Um you know, there's there's some that you can't skip, but they're not long. You know, thirty seconds usually. Um, yeah, comes with the territory, man. But I mean, in all the mid rolls now, right? You know, it's like there's five or six of them sometimes. Well, yeah, it depends on what you're watching and how long it is, I guess. Mm-hmm. What are you watching? A movie? No, I was watching the other day. I was playing like um, I had fair warning on. Okay. And I I just hit it to play, you know. Right. And it was like it was it, it just there's a lot of ads. I had to keep like waiting and skipping and it was just like mega ads. And then I was watching some other thing, not even a movie, dude. It was a video. It might have been like a 25 minute tutorial on uh, lighting, I think it was. And there was like three roles in it. OK. So it's just, you know, just a lot of, you know, for 15 minutes worth of a video. There's a lot of a lot of advertising. I get it, but it's just annoying. Yeah, yeah. If you listen to an album, it's kind of akin to listen to on Spotify too. You know, you get the ads in there or whatever. Actually, I don't know yeah. if that happens on Spotify. I don't use Spotify. I have uh, Amazon. I have Amazon Prime, so I don't get commercials on anything. That's the way to go. Oh yeah. Uninterrupted music. I've been listening a lot in my headphones because I have these wireless headphones. And because uh, I have the Alexas, you know, all over my apartment. Oh, I said that too loud. She's going to wake yes. up. Um, Alexas everywhere. I have them everywhere in my apartment. I have seven of them in, in a two-bedroom apartment. Um, and uh, I love that. I love being able to walk around. Because I listen to audiobooks and, and, like, listening to music, shuffling my master list, which is, like, 6,000 songs or more, probably more. Um, but... Every once in a while, you want to get that headphone experience because there's a, there's a depth to it when you listen in your headphones. So I've been doing that last couple of nights while I'm working. And uh, not good for my hearing, I don't think. What? No, probably <laughs> not. Huh? Would you say something? Exactly. But the, the, the dynamic experience is, is great. I love listening to music. It's one of my favorite things to do. Chonk is here. He says, hey, hey guys. Hey, Chonk. What's happening? Chunk's working on a thing for me tonight. But, uh, that's going to be cool. I tell you, like, about having a, a Pete's job, I'd rather have Pete's job because when you have a job, you actually, like, I feel like I work way more than I do if I have a real job. You know, where I have to go someplace and report to somebody and do certain s- stuff. Like, I'm my own boss and I, I do way more work than... I would if I had a real job. Yeah, it's because you're a boss. Yeah. Bosses always work, you know? My boss is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should look for a new job. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm, you I, have a little hard to part with him. Yeah, yeah, I really do need to have a hard to part with it. Um, but I, I, I'm swinging for the fences trying to do a bunch of cool things. So, uh, so I have to work at this. This takes work. It, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. Um, but I definitely have to motivate myself sometimes. 
But I'm in that the habit thing that we talk about all the time. I'm in it. So Yes. I'm in it. You must self-motivate, Steve. <clears throat> so he's. Uh, I'm doing a. We've talked about the top fifty list, and we'll bring that back once we're doing the, the the live on video. Uh, yeah, because we're going to bring a lot of things back. But um, I, you know, I have the article, and then I did. I did this. I worked on this a while ago, and I never really completed the project. Uh, um, made an Excel spreadsheet with these top fifty songs that are common classic rock songs that everybody. Uh, has played or uh, knows or, or should know is really the crux of it. Like, you should know these core 50 songs if you're going to play in a classic rock cover band uh, for any length of time because at, at some point you're going to be asked to play every one of those songs. So uh, I made, it, made an Excel spreadsheet with every song and put in the, the song title, the artist title, or the artist, uh, the... Uh, the year it was released, a column for that, then a, a column for uh, the key of the song, and then a column for the BPM or beats per minute tempo. And, yes. And figured them all out, put them in that spreadsheet. So I'm going to have that as a companion for the article for people to get if they want to for a couple bucks. Um, did a lot of work on it, so it's worth it. And it's I made a video to show people how to use it, how it's advantageous. Because you have the, you know, Excel, you have the t separate columns and you can organize the column in, in a specific order. So you can go to the BPM column and uh, set it to be ascending order so all the numbers are in order. And uh, that helps. for song, If you're putting together segues, you want to know songs that go well together uh, tempo-wise. Um, and you can take that list and also edit in your own songs or add songs to it. So it's just really kind of the core 50 and you can do what you want with it, but it's customizable. It's cool. I like having it. I, I like, you know, doing the work to make it and it's just good kind of, I, I think kind of basic knowledge to have like, like cover band one-on-one to me. So, Makes sense. Yeah. And then I have the list of the nineties, top nineties rock cover songs to 50 of them. So that's, Gonna, do you go. have 80s too? What's that? Do you have one for the 80s? I don't. Um, Lucky for you, Steve, I do. You do? I do. You do? I didn't know that. Or did I know that? No, no, not to your level of detail, but I have a list because we were doing 80s medleys not too long ago, and we were going through all the popular songs. Mm-hmm. And trying to figure out which ones, you know, which 10 to use for medley. So the challenge is, you know, they got to preferably clo be very close in tempo. Keys, segues, you know. And we've talked about this quite a bit. You know, you're a medley guy, I'm a medley guy. Right. So it's then that I've always had success at doing, as you have. So there's a way to look at it, you know, of, of how to transition, especially from my perspective being the drummer, you know. Right. How are you going to tie them together, you know. So we can we can add to that list of yours. I can share my '80s list with you, and then you can assemble them into the order or whatever you want to do with them. Because I don't have them in any particular order. I just had them in what were standout '80s songs that were, you know, both massive hits, but also songs that everybody would know. Right. Well, the 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 '50 song list that I did, the original one, is ranked. I ranked them by popularity, or you know. Through, through a yeah. rig rigorous scientific method and math mathematical method that I went through. and uh, But the 90s list, I just put alphabetically. So for your 80s list, I would do the same thing, just alphabetical. Gotcha. How many songs is it? I, I don't recall, but it was it was a lot. Okay. 50s, it was more than 50. More than 50? Okay. 50 is good. So. 50 is a good number. 50 is a good cutoff because that, you know. Um, yeah, I'll say it was between 48 and 60. Okay, there you go. Um, I, 37 I, and a half and 51, maybe. I suppose, I, I felt like if I did an 80s list, it would kind of be redundant with the first list. And I, the same thing for a 70s list, because there's a lot of 70s and 80s songs in that original top 50 list. 
So I just felt like, okay, that's going to be a little redundant. But on the other hand, I could include other songs that are popular in the 70s that didn't make the original top 50 because there were 80s and 90s songs in there. So, And do the same for the 80s. So, yeah, I'd love to see your list. We could, yeah, uh, but when you think 80s, like, give me, t- tell me like 10 songs that you think are 80s ish representative of that. I said, you just, just give me 10 that come off the top of your head. Like, not even like best, the greatest, best ones for cover bands. Just if I said to you, think of 10 songs that come into your mind that remind you of the 80s. And it, like any genre or, or just rock? Yeah. No, any, any? no, anything that'd be on the radio. Like popular, uh, well, that everyone would know. That everyone would know. There's so many. Everyone Not some obscure Smith song, you know, on an alternative station, like a, a mainstream song. Yeah, I mean, mainstream. You know, I think like any Madonna song, any Duran Duran song, uh, Bon Jovi, Journey, uh, uh, Guns N' Roses, "Sweet Child of Mine" is is one of the biggest ones of that decade, I think. Um, Jeez, uh, what else? I mean, early '80s is is a whole different thing too. Like '82 is when, or '81 is when MTV came on board, and that changed the game. That changed the game there. Um, so, I mean, there's so many, man. Like that's when I grew up, the '80s. You know, some music. This, I, I don't know. I don't know where to even go from there. Okay, it's fair. It was very difficult to pick. The um the actual list, you know. I would imagine a so. Lot, I, I, a lot of songs. I mean, what was see? I would go through my old set lists and pick out all the '80s songs, and that's just like how I made the other list and see the most common. Um, but I would think I'd miss a lot by doing that. So what? I I think I would go and look at like Billboard lists and, and stuff from the '80s. But what was your what was your message? No, that, that, that's what guys did that, that we went through and went through the, the billboard lists and, and went down all the various genres and then just basically said, well, what are songs that everyone would know, even if it was a one hit wonder, you know, that was an 80s song that was a big hit. And do when you do it that way, you start reading down the list and you're like, oh, I forgot about that song. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that song, you know, and it was it was just a lot of fun, you know, to to go back down and go through a ton of different songs. Right. I mean, a ton. There really are. I mean, that decade for music was just that was second to none. There's been none since then. Yeah. Like Uh, that. Did you have Too Shy by Kajagugu? In your no. list, that's one to put down, man. That is, yeah. That's a one-hit wonder, but it was a great song. I've heard it because I have, you know, X, a serious XM in my car, so I get some more obscure sounds, uh, songs on the radio. I've heard that recently. But like you said, like early '80s songs, like I remember, "Loverboy" was on the list. You know, "Working for the Weekend" that was a huge hit. But that was what '83, maybe. Uh, oh 82? no, that was like. 80 or 81. No, 82. No, it wasn't. Maybe. No, no later than that. All right. I have to look it up now. Lover boy. Why are you looking? You're making me look up lover boy. Um, Yeah. (laughs) They started in Calgary, Canada in 1979. Wow. Uh, Let's see. Albums. And had a meteoric rise to fame on MTV immediately. Yeah. Uh, Trying to speed read here. Their debut single was Turn Me Loose. That's right. Hit number seven on the Canadian charts and number 35 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 in early 1981. Uh, And what song did you say? Working for the weekend. Working for the weekend was the big breakout hit. I think that was the oh, yeah. big. That was the biggest video. He had the leather, the red leather, yeah. <laughs> and the, the bandana or the headband. Headband, yeah. 
right? Right, yeah. That Loverboy has more songs than you remember, more more hits than you remember. Because I'll hear, I'll hear Loverboy song on the radio and like, oh yeah, that was a Loverboy song. That was, that was a good one. That was a hit. <laughs> what's the came out? This name of your what's the name of that band? Loverboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wear tight le- leather, red leather pants. All right, give me, give me some Loverboy hits. What and turn me loose was like. Guy, I got the guys. I got to do it my way, and you know I'm this like, you know I'm this lover boy, man. Just get out of my way. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, it's fantastic. All right, but yeah. So give me early, some, early, give me, give me some yeah. lover boy songs. So I, they have a there's a top ten list that I found. So let's let's go top ten. <laughs> top lover, ten lover boy. Top list. ten lover boy songs. Let's see if you can get up. Let's play stump the drum. <laughs> I don't, I don't have the thing up. Stomp the drummer. All right, there you go. Um, um, all right, so yeah, just just call them out, and I'll tell you what number they're at. Okay, so I don't have to guess in order. I just yeah, have to tell you what I think they are. Yeah, that's going to be difficult. To, to... All right, so let's see. Uh, I, I so I remember. Turn me loose. Turn me loose is on the list, and it is. It is considered in this list number one. Okay, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have think. I wouldn't have thought that. Um, <laughs> and it was working for the weekend. Working for the weekend is considered number two. Um, you can't. I think they had a song, "Notorious." Notorious. Is correct. Notorious late, is late lover boy. Notorious is is number nine on the list. Dangerous, dangerous is correct. That is number seven. Uh, oh, the kid is hot tonight. The kid is that was hot lover boy, tonight. Right? Yes, that is number four. Tough man, I don't know. Okay, now see, I don't know any more boy than that. I don't even but know. Same, I'll probably be like, oh yeah, that one. See, I don't even know some of these songs how they sound. But number ten is Queen of the Broken Hearts. Don't know that one. I don't know that one either. It says, uh, "Fun track." The song was released in 1983 on the album "Keep It Up." Uh, Notorious is number nine. Number eight. From Top Gun, Heaven in Your Eyes. No, I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. But I must. It looks like they have a super cool ladies video here. Uh, number seven was Dangerous. <laughs> number six. <laughs> don't get sucked in, nasty. <laughs> no, that, it's it, his eyes are so dreamy, like Reno. Um, <laughs> number six is When It's Over, which is a, like a power pop ballad. I vaguely remember that. Uh, number five, loving every minute of it. I think that said. was yep. That was one of their hits. Yes. Um, uh, number four, the kid is hot tonight. You said that. Number three, yeah, one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Number three, hot girls in love. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That was a big hit for them. Yeah. Number two, working for the weekend. Number one, turn me loose. So they have yeah. So if if you went to see a Loverboy show, they have ten solid songs that you're gonna know. That's pretty good. Yep, yep. I mean, I know at least five. You know, I would say there was five Loverboy hits I could remember. Not that Loverboy's touring. I don't think. I don't think they were pre-pandemic either. Um, no, I don't even think they're around anymore. I they they are because they played here for some sort of festival thing. Relatively recently, in the last three to five years. Really, I believe so. I remember hearing about it, and I remember thinking, "I want to go see Loverboy," <laughs> <laughs> just to see what you know what it is, what's going on with Loverboy. Um, but I did, I did not, I did not. Loverboy. 
boy. <laughs> 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 like you said, he had that like red leather, he had, like an orange jacket with like a like he had crazy colored clothes on. I remember the Termy Loose video? He had like all, all orange, like orange bandana around his neck with a headband. And yeah, yeah. He's Looking. He was defining the eighties right there. The early eighties oh. went to the tight clothing. I think it was Mike Reno that changed it, made it all he, like I am the lover boy and I have arrived. <laughs> Take notice. Turn me loose, baby. <laughs> Turn me loose because there ain't no holding me back. And he's loving every minute of it, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good stuff. He might have been responsible for bringing in the whole androgynous thing back. Then, like, because then Culture hey. Club came out. Boy George is like, "Ooh, that Mike Reno," and he's like, "I'm gonna one up him. I'm gonna throw." Oh yeah, but hang on. so so you were saying about other '80s songs that you probably wouldn't think about, right? Right. Remember, uh, "Our House" by Madness in the middle of our street. Sure, that's right. That's a big hit. Yeah. Uh that's about, a, that's probably a good one to do in a band too. If you could pull that off, that'd be a, that's a great song. That's a fun song to play in a club because everybody oh yeah, no, everybody's gonna sing that chorus, man. Oh, all right. you know. Right? So it's songs like that. Like, what are other songs you can think of like that that you would play in a bar that everyone would be singing along with that they would all know? Oh boy, I mean, Jimmy came up with a good one. Come on, Eileen. Come on, Eileen. Definitely, I've seen cover bands do that one. That always works. Uh, don't you want me, baby? Don't you want me, baby? No doubt. People would definitely sing along with that. So songs like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I like that. I like that idea because those are songs like you said. I, I mean, that I just forgot about. But I, I and I listen. Right. I listen. But when to you music. hear, it, you're like, that's a great song. You're right. Right. I, I and I listen to music a lot and. The, the great thing about having the, the library, the Amazon uh, uh, playlist thing, is I, I just collect, I basically collect songs. So when I hear a song that I haven't heard in a long time, I'm like, ooh, I'm going to add that to my list. So I have these all, all these obscure songs, but there's just so many to weed through uh, to remember them all. Narrowing it down is, is better when you're like, okay, 80s. 80s pop. Yeah. I, I, would, I would use the Billboard route, you know, go, go look at the charts. Hot 100 for the year. Each year. Oh yeah, there was tons too. You know, right. um, Madonna. Any Madonna song? Madonna is very eighties to me. Oh yeah, but like you said, obscure songs. What about Twilight Zone by the Golden Earring? Twilight Zone. I love that. I used to sing that. I used to play that song a lot. Um, that's a rocker. I don't think it worked great, but it's a, that's a fun one to play. Um, one of my absolute favorites that I've always wanted to play, and I haven't ever seen a cover band play it live, is Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Oh, yeah. That song, you could play that song heavy, you know, pick up the tempo just a little bit and do the horn line with a guitar. And there's such a solid backbeat groove to that song. You could really, like, that would be a fun one That's to play. That's good, too. And that was one of the bigger hits from the eighties. Um, how about Genesis? Any any like eighties Genesis? Phil Collins, uh, Invisible Touch. Um, there was there was a there was a few on there. Hmm. Uh, Land of Confusion. That's a great one. Disturbed to cover them. Yeah, that that was cool. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Like Pet Shop Boys, remember West End Girls? Yeah, I don't like that song. No, I don't, I'm not a fan of it either, but that was a very, very popular tune. Um, the one from uh, Breakfast Club, uh, Simple Minds. Uh, oh, yeah, Don't You Forget About Me. Yeah, we've done that one. That works. Once in a Lifetime, Talking Heads, that was another big hit. I always wanted to do. Um, oh, now I forgot the name of it. <laughs> I had the picture. You're thinking of once in a lifetime. You say, "You may ask yourself, where is that buzz coming from?" <laughs> uh, 
jukebox hero, foreigner. Sure. Uh, Faith, George Michael was another one that someone mentioned. Yeah, I used to play. Uh, we used to play uh, with you guys. Which one, George Michael? Did we freedom? We played. Yeah, beds are burning. Midnight oil. That's a good one. Yeah, there's lots, man. Like I said, when you start, like when you really go back through the list, it's like you start like the Loverboy list. You're like, oh, I forgot about that, you know. Right. And then you see all these '80s tunes, and you're like, oh, I forgot about it. and that one too. And uh, Electric Avenue, Eddie Grant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody knows that song. How about uh, I just heard it like an hour ago? Um, Cars by Gary Newman. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. a great one, man. Yeah, and somebody somebody has covered that. I know somebody. I I can't remember who, yeah. but I know somebody has covered that and done it heavy. Yes, I've seen that on YouTube. Heavy. Yeah, that's a perfect one. That's a great riff. He was a weirdo, Gary. Newman. <laughs> He's a kooky cat. It was a kooky sure. cat. Remember that video for that song? Yeah. Oh my god. It's MTV. That was on the loop, man. It was. It was on the loop all the time. It, it's funny because MTV, now it's 40 years. Uh, 1981, so we're, we're in 2021. 40 years ago. Yes, and imagine they, that. And it, it was Quarter Flash, Harden My Heart. Remember that was right. one of the original. Yeah. Do you right? Know, do you, Lover Boy. Do you know the first song, the first video that was played? Trivia, Stump the Drummer. It was it was one of two I can think of. It was either Video Kill the Radio Star or it was uh, you could Wall just, of Voodoo. You could just stop right there. <laughs> video Kill the Radio Star by the Buggles. That was the first yes. video. Yes. That was the first video. And they were... Uh, they were... Because uh, uh... you remember the Wall of Voodoo video? That was on no. all of the... I remember the name. Is, was that Mexican. the song? Oh, oh radio. radio. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, well, the voodoo, man, with I the iguanas. Like, I didn't like that. <laughs> but I know, but dude, it was on, like, every fifth video was that song. Well, they didn't have a lot to choose from back then. I know. But then they started, getting, I, they started getting clever and, and doing some live videos. Like, they had the, the, the Van Halen. Like, remember the Van Halen lives? They were playing the Unchained. And so yes. this is love. And hear about it later. All three songs from the Fair Warning album. And uh, that was killer. When they started doing that, I was just thinking about this one too, Hotel California. That was the, that's really kind of the first time I was really heavily exposed to that song. And I just, every time I hear it, I always picture Joe Walsh with the mustache and, and the, the bandana on his head and that face right. that he made, was making, the faces he was making playing that solo. Every time I hear that solo, I see Joe Walsh making those faces. Uh, I, they played the death out of that too. Oh yeah, and then they had the VJs. Oh yeah, they're, JJ st- they're still on. Um, Mark Goodman, Alan Hunter, and Nina Blackwood are still on. They're on satellite radio. They're on the '80s channel. Yes. And whatever happened to JJ Jackson and I Nina think he, Blackwood? Nina Blackwood's still. He, she's on the serious thing. No, no, no. Who, who's the other one? Um, Martha Quinn. Martha Quinn, right? Yeah, I don't know what happened to Martha Quinn. I think JJ Jackson passed away. Oh, JJ. Yeah, poor JJ. Um, but those guys are on that show. So, so yeah, I listen to that 80s channel a lot. I'm not in the car a lot, though, so I don't really listen to it at home. Much. And think about how cutting edge that was for its time, MTV. Yeah, and only 40 years. I mean, only 40 years and, wow, 40 years. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, I mean that was like we were I, that I was glued to MTV when that first came on. It was it was fascinating to me because I was still I mean that came out perfect at the perfect time for me growing up because that's where I was really like I want to play an instrument. <laughs> like I I always knew I wanted to play an instrument, but that's where I was like I really want to play an instrument. This looks cool. Yeah, I just remember we used to goof on the videos themselves, you know? Sure. Like what to be wearing and, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I remember seeing a Beavis and Butthead where uh, they, they were they were watching the Nelson video. 
you know, uh, the brothers. Yeah. With the long blonde hair. And, and Butthead's like, uh, uh, these chicks look like dudes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, you know what I got to check out too? I got a free year of Apple TV with my new Mac. Ooh. Yeah, I got to see what's on it. Everything. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't really watch that much TV, so it's not really... I don't either. And it's so stupid that I have as many things as I have. Netflix and Hulu and Disney. I don't have Hulu anymore, actually. Netflix, YouTube TV, Disney Plus. uh, uh, Amazon. Just so that, you know, my kids watch it too, right? And Karen watches it. But I will have it just so the one time I want to watch TV, I can pick something that I really want to watch. Right, not, but you have oh, so much to not, choose it, from too. Not, I mean, it's it's like it's it's overkill, you know. It is overkill. Um, it's too much sometimes. Like I, I, yeah, I, I need, the last thing I watched was Shit's Creek. You know, that was the last thing I committed to watching over the course of like four months. You know, I've spent like the entire length of what a movie would be, with the time it would be to watch a movie. Just scrolling through trying to pick something. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta watch the whole movie by now. Because there's, yeah. Well, it's because you're in reading mode now, right? You're still on your book mode. Maybe. <laughs> Potentially. I Allegedly. I don't do that a lot. Scroll through Netflix. But I, because I, I catch myself quickly now, nowadays. Like, what am I doing? This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, but I was saying, but you're reading now. I'm always reading. Yeah. I read all the time. I have to read. Uh, I listen to audiobooks, though, too. I find it's a much better way to absorb the information, especially if you have some time you can dedicate to, like if you're in a car driving, you know? Yeah. And you have, you know, some, some downtime. You can definitely, you know, plow through a bunch of shit. Yeah, I like that better than sitting and actually reading a book. I mean, I'll do it, but... I prefer listening. Uh, like you said, easier to absorb, and you can pause it. And, and usually, like I have a lot of audiobooks that I have the physical book as well. So if there's something that I want to highlight or I want to go back and you know read again, sure. you know, I just pick up the book. Um, so it's good to have both. I like having a library. My part of my vision of my dream is to have a house where I have a, a library. I want a library. I like books. Yeah. I like the way they smell. I love going in old bookstores. There's a lot of them here in New Orleans. Um, just that smell of the old books. It smells good. Yeah. Love it. Chunk just sent me a message, and I guess it's his task has been completed. That's what I'm thinking. He sent me a link. Cool, cool, cool. You know, if you ever have a library, you have to have one that you need to have one of those sliding ladders. Ladders, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and you have to have some weapons like a candlestick and um, uh, <laughs> what are the other weapons in Clue? A, a pistol, a knife, a, ro- a rope, uh, a brick. I don't know. What were the other weapons in Clue? I don't recall. You don't recall the weapons in Clue? There's a more dagger. Than- there was a dagger, a gun, a rope, a candlestick. Um, what else we could use to kill somebody? Oh, uh, there was um, <clears throat> an axe. No, there's no axe. A clue? Revolver? There was a revolver, a knife or a dagger, a rope, and a candlestick. Definitely those things. Definitely a wrench. A wrench. That I think I think a wrench is right. I remember that. There was something else too though that I don't remember. I'm gonna Google this too. <laughs> I remember the, the the shape of the wrench. It was like a mechanics wrench, you know, with the two C crescents on the ends. Uh, all right. Google always knows what I'm gonna say. 
Somebody's somebody's watching us, man. All right, it might just be better at look for looking at the pictures. <laughs> I guess there are only six weapons. Okay, how is that possible? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. There were six weapons: revolver, rope, knife, candlestick. What did you say? Wrench. It's it's not like a, a wrench, like a monkey wrench. It's it's a, like a big. Heavy wrench. Right. And there's one more. And what might that be, Steve? I want you to figure it out. <laughs> I don't I don't know. A cane? No, I'm gonna give you clues. I'm gonna give you clues to the clue weapons. Okay. Clues Weapon. for the drummer. <laughs> you go, you uh, go. It's something you would find in in the kitchen. A big fork. And also the bathroom. But it's not something that is just hanging around in those rooms. Chomp guessed them all right. I don't know if he uh, Googled it, but he guessed them all right. I need better clues than that, Steve. Come on. Something that's... (laughs) Come on. How is that not good enough? It's it's just not hanging around though. <laughs> okay, that guy narrows it down quite a bit. Oh my god! Uh, I'm trying to think. Of how can I say this to not give it away? Um, well, it, it's something that that that's, it's something you would use to kill somebody. So I don't it's think it's not you could something use you would me. normally use to kill somebody. It's something that if it was there and you had to kill somebody right now, then it would work. Bar soap. No. How are you going to kill somebody with a bar of soap? Stuff it down their throat? Found in the kitchen and in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Think more structure than than accessories. Toilet bowl cleaner? Like you keep it under your sink in the kitchen, but it might also <laughs> be used in your bathroom. You can spray someone in the eyes with it. That would work. <laughs> spray it in their eyes. Yeah. Uh, something that's, that's more a structure. Frying pan. Frying pan. He had a frying pan. What are you, what are you making uh, scrambled in eggs in your in your shower? Maybe it's wall decor in the bathroom. Something that's structural, but but is not. Um, it's not just like loose. It's it's attached anything. to other things. <laughs> that could be anything. Structural. Well, think of a structure <laughs> of a bathroom. Think a of a structure by- of a kitchen. What what do they have in common? Those two rooms. Plumbing. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, there you go. So he killed them with a pipe wrench. No, one of those words is correct. Pipe? That is the correct word. What kind of pipe? Since it's a clue and you'd be beating some with it, I would say a (laughs) lead pipe, Steve. Lead pipe is the correct answer. Those people that just listened to that for five minutes are like knew it, knew it in the beginning. Like, dude, just, just like Google you it. guys are no, idiots. Already. We're trying to learn about cover band stuff, not clue games. <laughs> right. Hey man, you never know where Next. this goes. That's the whole reason it's wisdom. It's that's the whole reason it's wisdom, guys. <laughs> exactly. Jokes on you, people. This <laughs> is yeah. We're just figuring this out as we go along. It's not scripted. Um. Because I, I haven't played Clue. I, I don't remember last time I played Clue. 30 years ago? How old am I? Probably more than that. 40 years ago? I, I played yeah, Clue a couple of times as a kid. That's about it. The fact that I did something 40 years ago is just blowing my mind right now. Indeed, young Steve. <laughs> 40 years ago. I 40 years ago today, Steve. It was 1981, and I was... MTV came on scene, Steve. I was 13 years old. Just trying to figure everything out, and then MTV comes on, and all of a sudden I'm mesmerized by music. I was already mesmerized by music, but that was the start. That was the real push for to, to like, just steamroll me into this business. And you went home and told your parents, turn me loose. (laughs) 
She, I mean, God bless them. They let me listen. They let me watch MTV. They had no problems with it. My mom even liked some of it. You know, well, that was big because that, that was cable. You know, not everybody had cable. cable then, yeah, you know? that's when we first. Yeah, that was when we first kind of moved to. We we. Uh, what, what, how old did I say I was? Thirteen. 13. Well, eighty-one. I was thirteen and eighty-one. Um. Yeah, we had moved a couple of years earlier. And but yeah, when cable came, I was like, "Ooh, we had a Telstar video game system, and cable. Wow. We were living large. We didn't have a VCR yet. We had a, a Atari. We had Atari eventually too, but we started with Telstar, which was Pong. It was just uh, different Pong games. They they would have, like it was all Pong, but they would have like this one's tennis and this one's hockey and this one's you know, basketball, like right. Right, but it's right. just Pong. It's not, it's, neither game is different. They're all Pong. <laughs> you just blip. I mean, imagine these kids today, man. They don't know. They, no they don't idea. know how rough we had it. No idea. We Playing on a Commodore 64 computer. <laughs> 64-bit, <laughs> man. Phones that are far superior to computers that major corporations had back then. <laughs> You come a long way in that, man. Computers, yeah. goodness, yeah. freaking crazy, dude. Crazy. Yeah, these kids today—they don't know. But you know, as you say, like you say that as a goof too, because I can remember my grandparents telling me, like, "You have no idea what it was like when we grew up." Sure. It was like that, and I remember being like, "Thank God we didn't have to grow up when you grew up." Like, you know, we're in the modern world now. Now our kids are like, "Dude, get back to the future." Like, you were in the modern world now, you know. Yeah, technology never sleeps, Stevie. And that's why, like, we know better. So it's when I hear people my age or around my age, like, knocking modern music or anything that's like that. I'm like, I just think to myself, listen to you. You sound like your parents. Do you ever see that commercial? That guy commercial says, "You know, we can't help you from being coming your parents, but yeah, we yeah. can help." They percent the guy's going over, and he's like, you know. Today we're going to learn how to open a PDF. Right. I do like this. And the guys tell the guy to back up. He says, you don't know him. Come on, move on. No one cares. Yes. Fun. He, he doesn't know you. He doesn't know you. Right. That, that guy's good. It's we funny, got, though. The guy with the mohawk walks by in, in the store. We all see it. We, we all see it. We all see his blue hair. Not a big deal. Move on. Yeah. See, I like to feel young, man. So I'm 53, but I feel like, I feel like young. I, I, you know, we have to be at heart, you know, and it helps. Like, <clears throat> at least you know, from my perspective, it always helped me because my kids and their friends were always like, I was cool dad, you know, because I had drums and I was in a band, and you know, we had music in the house, and it was, you know, you you tend to feel younger when, you know, you're associated with things that are young. Yes. I agree. I like you know if you had an occupation that was more you know uncool. You know it's like when you're a musician, it's different, right? So like even for you, for younger kids, it's like you're 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 hip, you know, because you're in the (laughs) scene. You're not some you know old washed up musician has been you know who doesn't know what's going on in today's modern day, right? But just saying, I mean, just saying, hip makes me sound kind of old. Hey, that that, you know, that that cat is hip. That's a hip cat, right there. Hip cat, hip man. Cat. Um, but yeah, I I I really hope soon we get back to playing on a regular basis because I really do miss it. Um, it'll be back soon enough, and then you'll forget yeah. all about this. Yeah, they they uh, New Orleans. They just announced that Jazz Fest is being moved to the fall, which isn't so bad. It's a really, really excellent time of year here, man. It's it's my favorite time of year here. Oh, um, yeah. It won't be brutal hot either. Yeah. Um, so that's promising. I, I mean, I don't know what's going on, but eventually it'd be nice to get back playing on a regular basis and being around those people. Because, yeah, that does provide me with a lot of energy, that young young crowd that comes in a lot here because, oh, yeah. uh, because of sports and, and – proms and and uh all sorts of things that 
kids do to get together and party. It happens a lot. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it as a job. Better than Pete's job. Definitely better than Pete's job. Just stick in recommend. And Pete, I'm telling you right now, here's the place to put an ad right now. We'll be right back. Steve's Pizzeria, come to visit Italy in your own backyard. Listen, Pete, I, I meant to put in the other one. <laughs> All right. We're gonna, I'm going to have a talk with him later. Off air. Um, Off air? Yeah. Off air. Off air. So, um, <laughs> current I, affair? I have a pretty big, like I said, I, I work harder than I would if I had a job. I have a busy couple of days coming up. But I'm excited. I don't know if I told you last week, but I'm doing this interview with this guy, Robert Lunty, on Thursday, uh, Thursday at noon Eastern, uh, 9 Pacific a.m. on Thursday. And he is a, a vocal coach. And he's one of the most, like, renowned vocal coaches in the world. Um, and uh, I'm psyched. He's a good guy. I've talked to him a couple times already. And we're going to get down and dirty about what he does and why he does it and where it comes from and and how he can help people. And he's got a bunch of videos on YouTube, and I watch them. And, you know, I go into things like this always kind of skeptical. But I talked to him a couple times and watched his videos, and he's a little he's a little wackadoodle, but he's he's very good, and he knows what he's talking about. He's very focused, he's very determined, um, he's very confident, and he's very good. So um, I like the little bit of wackadoodle because I'm a little wackadoodle too, and I kind of you know relate to that. Um, but he studied with this guy whose name is. Maestro David Kyle. Do you know who Maestro David Kyle is? I do not. Well, he's a maestro, or at least was. He he. he Michael Carradino. He passed. Maestro. I go to be Maestro Tony Bynard from now on, Steve. You will address me as Maestro. Yeah. Just call me Master Anton. I think anybody that has the ball to say you call me Maestro is cool in my book. If you can, if you can back it up at least, but this check it out, Maestro, Maestro, Maestro David Kyle from Seattle, Washington. Fantastic, Steve. Fantastic from Seattle, Washington. But he he was the vocal coach. He was vocal coach for Robert Lunty, and he was also the vocal coach for many people that you've heard of, um, Chris Cornell, famously. Uh, Soundgarden and yeah, Audio Slave, uh, Lane Staley from Allison Chains, Jeff Tate from Queens Reich, Ann Wilson from Heart, um, and and this is the guy you're interviewing. No, the guy I'm interviewing studied with this same teacher, Maestro David Ryan. Oh, I'm sorry, Maestro David Ryan. Maestro David or Kyle? Sure. I'm sorry, Maestro David Kyle. Maestro David Kyle was this, this vocal teacher, very famous in Seattle. And, he, you know, all those Seattle singers, uh, Cornell and, and Jeff Tate and Lane Staley and Ann yeah. Wilson is from Hart, uh, from Hardest from Seattle. Uh, about being in the right place at the right time, Steve, huh? Yeah. So he studied with this guy and David, Maestro David Kyle has passed away. So... This guy is kind of carrying the torch for him, and uh, he's really cool. So I, I encourage anybody listening here, uh, if you're listening before Thursday, to uh, check in live. Uh, if you want to learn some stuff about vocals, because I'm going to grill him. I'm going to get him to, to give all the secrets away to you guys, because there's a lot of stuff I want to know. He he really does know the physical part of it, and he's, he's, like, he's a smart guy. So um, I, I'm psyched about that, and he's going to be offering – one of his programs to our audience at a special discount for exclusive for CBC members. So I'm psyched that he's doing that for us and, uh, and it's going to be fun. I, I, I have a lot of questions. 
about this guy, uh, about Meister David Kyle, especially. Yeah, no doubt. Like, how would you not have questions about somebody whose name starts with Maestro? Right? Maestro. So that is, uh, and then, of course, the replay will be available once uh, after. Maestro the, Steve Witchell. <clears throat> the re- <laughs> yes. Maybe I'll call myself that for that show. Um, the replay will be available as soon as we're done. It'll be up on YouTube and stuff, so you'll be able to catch it. If you can't watch live, but I encourage you to watch live so you can ask questions. And, uh, you know, it feels fun to be live. Like we are. Not when you're listening, but like we are now. Yes, of But course. now, our now is your now, and it might as well be live, I guess. Something like that. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's all I got. For the week, we got four minutes. That's all you got for the week, is it? You're out of, you're out of, you're out of. I'm out of stuff. Information. You're out of wisdom. I got nothing else. Look out, Steve! <laughs> About to get run over by the wisdom train. All right, bring it on. What you got? No, I'm saying I'm trying to jog your memory to <laughs> more wisdom. Uh, I don't know. I I guess the wisdom I would impart is to to uh, that I'm. You know, constantly having to do is just keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Don't worry about shit. Just keep moving, and and you'll figure everything out. Just keep doing what you love. Love what you do, even if you don't really love it. Love it anyway. Play. If you're a musician, man, play. Play as much as you can in any capacity. If that yeah, even it. even if it's at home, just to. Stay creative and, you know, keep keep the juices flowing. Yeah, just play. Don't worry about stuff. I mean, it, this has hurt a lot of musicians. Um, and it's still, for for a lot of musicians, it's still a thing. We're going on a year, almost. Yeah, and don't get discouraged. Get prepared, you know, because the time's going to come where it's going to, you know, it's going to be go time again. And you want to be ready. Yeah. Yeah, you want to be ready. But, you know, not everybody's going to make the cut. You know, some people have already kind of jumped ship. And yep. understandably, because, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But uh, but life does go on. It does. And you can always come back to it, you know. Yeah. Things change, man. People are People are still very upset here about the situation here in New Orleans because we can't play. And it is frustrating because certain things are permitted and certain things aren't. And, and it's a little, it's a little squirrely. It's like, well, well, why can they do that? And we can't do what we do. Um, so, so, yeah. So a lot of people are, are, are understandably upset here. You know, but let's reflect and think about, you know, yesterday's message, right? Martin Luther King. We're all in this together, right? We need to work together and, and you know, all strive to, to have harmony and nonviolence and, and love each other, love yourself, you know, and we'll get through this. Yes. Well said. Yeah, it will it will pass, you know, but we got can't lose sight of the fact that it's not a time to get crazy and, you know, place a lot of priority on things that aren't pertinently important in the overall you know journey of of our lives right like you know if you're fortunate enough to survive you know the the coronavirus and you've been healthy and you know life will go on for you and there'll be you know we need to work together you know to to have harmony in our country and in our world not just in your house you know because it's got to extend further and deeper than that you know Now's the time to change the, you know, the way the world is. Let's not go back to the way, you know, it was before, you know, just because out of habit, right? Like let's, let's, let's bear new responsibilities and have some new habits born from this and have a new perspective on, you know, what's really important in life. Not more to say.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 